welcome back to another episode of Broken Record Ministries. I'm Ronnie, and that's all you have tonight. Sorry about that. Um, cold weather and other circumstances, and this is going to be weird because I don't usually talk to myself, and here we are, right? Usually I ask questions and volley and throw back. Um, our Bible verse tonight is Matthew sixteen twenty five. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. So tonight, I, I don't really know what to title this one, unless it's given it all. Like we've talked about that many episodes in the past is give it all. Give it your all. Let it get, let go and let God. Um, but I've been, I got this Men of Valor three minute devotional book for Christmas. And every morning and then at night I read one and it's really good. And I'm over three quarters of the way done. Um, actually I'm on 165 and there's only 186 pages in it. So there you go. Um, tonight I'm going to read a story from it and then we're going to just talk about it and go from there. Uh, this one's about Jim Elliott. Um, if you don't know who he was, um, I recommend looking him up. He was a missionary in the fifties that got, um, killed being a missionary in Ecuador. So here we go. Jim Elliott knew Jesus at the age of six and met the Lord before his 13th birthday. His goal in life was to share Christ with others, but he often felt frustrated that he saw no fruit. Elliot wrote in his journal, no fruit yet. Why is it that I'm so unproductive? I cannot recall leading more than one or two into the kingdom. Surely this is not the manifestation of the power of the resurrection. I feel like Rachel. Give me children or else I die. When Jim Elliott and his four fellow missionaries were killed in Ecuador, it laid the foundation for Jesus to be shared with the entire world. Through his death, Jim was able to reach thousands of people for Christ, including a violent Wahandi people who had taken his life. His life and mission have been depicted in numerous books and films. We never know what the cost of serving Christ might be, but we know for sure what we gain, eternal life, through the power of Jesus' resurrection. So, obviously, if you get called to that extreme, that's what you get called to do, right? But it doesn't have to be that extreme. It could just be talking to someone at Walmart in line. Um, I know as I read this, the part that stuck out to me was him being frustrated and not seeing his fruits. 
And I know we've talked about that with countless episodes of not seeing fruits that we do and it bringing us down. Um, no matter if Schmike had talked about it, uh, I know Carl had talked about it a couple of times. And um, I think Brother Bob has. Like, the whole point is the whole table has went through it, whether it's on an episode or not. Just like I'm assuming that you guys out there have went through that as well. And I know... Personally, I went through it. I went through it pretty hard in the last couple of months, actually. Um, trying to land where my where I thought my calling was taking me and not seeing some of those fruits or seeing people leave the round table or seeing people leave our church or leave our small group. like, And you put that much time and effort in and... I know I've said it on an episode before, but, like, how many times do you go back? You keep going back. Because, like, that's what Jesus does for you. Like, you just keep going back. I know I asked that um, early on in my walk with um, Pastor Cole. Because we kept going and going and going and going to this person's house or this person's, the same person's, whatever the circumstances was. Like, it was like, you know, the fifth time, the seventh time, the thirteenth time, you know, whatever. And I was tired and I hadn't seen the fruits of it. I hadn't seen what good was coming out of it because it seemed like the group of us were always in that situation again and again and again and even again and so his response back and I didn't like it then and I'm not sure I'm 100% okay with it now but it's the truth and that is you always go back right like how much do you hate a person to not talk to them about Jesus or to not show them Jesus' will, his, Jesus' love, Jesus' hope, no matter what that is, right? If you carry it on your sleeve and you show it through your emotions and you're ready to charge hell with a water pistol or you're just how you present yourself. Right, like somebody cuts you off in traffic, and then all of a sudden, you know, you tell them that you're they're number one. Like that's not really what Jesus would do. Or you know, how do you live your life? I know. Trust me, I know. Um, and that's one of the hard things I think that people see is like the change, and one of the things that. They might not, I don't know if believe is the right word, or that you have changed because they know you. They know the things that you've done. But then again, like, it's you going forward, right? So 
you see that outward change that has to start with the inward change. Like Jesus comes to you, you start the inward change. And then you have to, you don't have to, but it, it your outward part changes. Your whole aspect on life changes. And people notice that. And sometimes they don't believe that because you're, you're changed. And like I said, they know the old you. And sometimes, sometimes they might not ever fully believe that you've changed. But when you give it your all and you give it to God and your inward outlook, your inward emotions, your inward everything changes, outward actions change as well. And people do notice, even when you think you're unnoticeable, it, it does hurt to keep doing the things over and over and over and not see fruits of it, right? Like we've talked about that in episodes, which apparently I've said probably like seven times already. So I'll try not to say that again going forward. But giving it your all, what does that mean? What does that mean to you? Right? Like, what does it? What did it mean to Jesus? Obviously, giving it his all meant everything for us as believers. And that, sometimes you have to factor that in for whoever you're planting that seed for. Right? Um, I'm not talking about correcting uh, American modern Christian believers attitudes I'm talking about the people that might not know Christ at all so they don't know how to act right like that's a different standard that's a different a whole different approach a whole different ball game so when you approach it, approach them like that, then you have to take into consideration the doubt and all the things that either A, you've had before, B, you might have recently went through, or C, like what the old you would have said. That's how I try to approach every outreach that we do here at Broken Records. Like, what would old Ronnie say? What would old Ronnie do in this situation? Right? Like, if I came, if I came up to talk to old Ronnie, would I believe the things that are coming out of my mouth? Even though present Ronnie believes them? Right? Like, that's that's a tough pill to swallow for present Ronnie and for old Ronnie. So you have to meet in that common ground. What does giving it, it all look like for you? 
like, does that mean that we have to not do the same old sins that we normally do? Or go to the same places that we normally go to or went to? Hopefully, you're not going to them still, especially if they're bad for you, right? Um, yeah, like, Jim felt his calling to go share the gospel half a world away and talk to people about that. He traveled across an ocean to go talk to people. We sometimes won't even go across the street or go across our backyard. So what does that look like? Um, I know like when we do prayer drive throughs we see all different types, shapes, whatever of people. And you got to see them where they're at. Whether they're hurting, whether where they're hurting, how they're hurting. Like, and I'm not saying like exploit it because we're not selling Jesus, right? Like we're not car salesmen. We're not trying to convert people. We're just trying to help transform them like he transformed us. And, and that's where you have to look at it. Um, I was talking with a friend uh, last week, I think. And it's one of my close best guys that I talk to. Like, um, that I don't normally talk on here or, you know, whatever, like just questions. And one of my mentors that I talk to and not having seeds, not seeing fruitful seeds was one of the things that we talked about. And sometimes we can't see those seeds because we're looking for the big flower bulb to bloom and we miss the little stem that's just rising up out of the grass or out of the dirt because we want to go from point A to point B and zero to 60 and Sometimes it's 0 to 35. You know, it's not our timing. It's his timing. Um, I know there have been times where I felt very defeated because I hadn't seen seeds. I haven't seen fruits of the seeds that I've planted. And most recently, I thought back, like, of all the people that helped water my seed, right? Like, to get me to here. Like, how defeated or tiring it was to them. When Ronnie would go on another drunken binge, or Ronnie would do this, or, you know, Ronnie would do that, or... 
there's another failed relationship for Ronnie. You know, like, whatever that looked like. And seeing that and thinking on the other side of that coin, like, the devastation that they must have felt. Something like how I feel, like, when I put my time and energy into something. But then, ultimately, I think back of Jesus has always put his time and energy in me. So why would I stop now? Why not give it my all? Because that's what the people that watered my seed did. They gave it their all. They gave it everything they had. Their hope. Their faith. Their prayers. For me. Even though... They probably didn't see mine either. And that's... That's where we're at. Like, we can't... Look at... The thing. Like, um, I know I've said... And this is where I'm going to wrap it up. And it's going to be short because... Like I said at the very beginning... Like, it's... This is a short episode and... I really miss talking to the round table. Because I'm just here talking to myself in my game room office and it's super weird maybe i can do this later and more short hits but it's okay to not be okay and that doesn't mean just your mental health or where you're at it's okay to not be okay and like Jim was, right? Like, he was discouraged. He didn't see his fruits. But it wasn't okay to stay there. So by that, he went to Ecuador and finished out what God's plan for him was. And when he came, when he came there to share the gospel, and yes, he met like a very violent death about it, but that sent ripples past maybe even anything that he could have done prior to that. Right? Like it shook things shook their culture their religion their way of thinking I know you're not always going to get the tally mark for in the wind column and it sucks when we don't point blank but we still dust ourselves off and keep going again and spreading the gospel Right, like we all think about that. We all think about I would rather talk to five five people and three people come to Christ than 
two people blatantly tear me apart because I don't know XYZ. We all said that, right? Like, that's a great batting average in baseball. But yet, those two that may have torn you apart because you didn't know, then you go back and you study up the things that you didn't know. Or then again, you chalk it up and you keep going back, right? Like that rabid dog, you just keep going back. And you just keep sharing the gospel with them. Um, I know for my daughter, it must have been really lonely in the house. Uh, um, When she was growing up here, because she was the only active Christian in the house. I thought of every excuse not to go to church with her, and sometimes I even got annoyed taking her to, like, youth groups and whatnot, because it wasn't part of, it was just one more thing that she wanted to do. And how discouraging as a kid that must have felt being a believer, right? Like, and she would talk about it. My grandma and her would talk about it. And I'm sure she felt discouraged sometimes. And I think back about that too. Like, how many times did she pray, like, not to be the only person in the house? To have something to talk to the house about about religion, about Jesus, about whatever, whatever questions she had, because at her age, I had my grandma and grandpa and my mom to talk about Jesus, to ask the stupid questions, not stupid, but, you know, the kid questions, and she had to ask my grandma, or she didn't feel comfortable asking me about them, and that weighs on me, too. But here we are, right? Like, I can't change the past. She can't change the past. We just go forward and walk this walk together now. And now that she's not a little kid anymore, she understands some of the real world stuff, too. The adulting things. And... Like, there was times when she would come back from, like, mission trips, and people would tell me stories, and I'd be like, yeah, okay, that's cool. And then they would be like, no, you don't know how out of comfort zone that was. And I didn't. Like, I had no clue. Um, I know a friend of Broken Record Ministries, John, has a story about one that she, uh, a story from her about a mission trip at a gas station with an older guy. So if you're in our area and you see John at men's group or at church or out and about, ask him about it because that's giving it her all, right? Like she might not ever see this older gentleman again, 
but she got out of her comfort zone to pray with him at a gas station. I can't do the story justice, so if you know Sydney, reach out to her and ask her about it. She might not feel comfortable talking about it because she doesn't. She's like me and doesn't overly talk about personal things, and she might not uh, thought it was a big deal. But if you ask John about it, it was a super huge deal. So think about that. Think about some of the things that you do that might be little things to you that could be moment-changing for somebody else. Right? Like, that's the thing. That is what you have to focus on. Not all the seeds that you planted that have not come to fruition. Like, those things, that part. And I know our our Matthew sixteen twenty five Bible verse is for whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. That that doesn't necessarily mean being a martyr. If you think about it, like that's You're, you're, you're dying to your old self. So you l- lose your life there, but you find eternal life with Jesus. So, my final thought, don't get hung up on the little things. Don't let those little bumps slow you down don't let even the big bumps slow you down yeah you might be a speed walker and going and then something knocks you and you take a couple steps back but keep going keep planting those seeds give it your all um Join us on our Facebook group, Broken Record Ministries. I'm going to pray us out. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for the things that you have done in my life. And showing the people that might have felt like Jim felt in the story that we just talked about and discouraged and they some of them may some of them saw their water come to fruition and some of them didn't help us keep that courage and that faith as we go out and talk to you talk about you talk to you in our everyday lives, in our jobs, in our home life, in our relationships, in our friends, in our family, wherever. 
let us find those little cracks to where we can have a Jesus conversation with somebody who may not want to have that conversation. Reveal to us what we have to do to give it our all for you. Is it talking about somebody that we haven't fully forgave? Is it not even talking but fully forgiving them in our hearts? Is it setting our overthinkingness and our and our is it giving it all to you and setting us aside reveal that to us we thank you and we love you and it's in Jesus name we pray amen and until next time we'll catch you on the flip side